Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 1, Episode 9, True North. As always, we'll start with a synopsis. In Storybrooke, pre-teen twins Nicholas and Ava get caught stealing, and Emma discovers that they've been living alone in an abandoned house since their mother died. She races to find their father before she must take them to Boston, putting them in the foster system where they will be separated. With help from Mr. Gold, she finds their father, who doesn't want them. In a last-ditch effort, Emma tricks him into meeting the children on the way out of town, and he decides to step up and keep them. In the Enchanted Forest, Hansel and Gretel are captured by Regina, who promises to help them find their father if they steal something from the blind witch for her. They are caught by the witch, but Gretel concocts a plan to escape, pushing the witch into the oven and retrieving the satchel for Regina. Regina is impressed by the children and offers them a home, but they refuse so that they may find their father, whom Regina actually kidnapped in the first place. She sends them to the infinite forest forever, looking for one another. Roger, what'd you, what'd you think of this episode? It was fine. It's not my favorite episode. It's certainly not a top five episode. It's a very Emma-centric episode. Not in the sense that it just focuses on her, but it's something that she can relate to. It's, it's a childhood, being abandoned, um, being separated from your parents, things like that. So it's a, it's a good like backstory episode. I don't know that we see those two characters again, but I think they serve their purpose, which is to let Emma talk about what it's like to grow up in the foster system, what it's like not to know your parents. Let's talk about Hansel and Gretel real quick, or more importantly, Ava and Nicholas. Are these the two worst thieves that we've ever seen? And that look on Henry's face when he thinks that they want to be friends because he doesn't have any friends, and then he realizes that they were just using him to steal. Henry, who's usually very astute, was totally tricked by them. Yeah, they're terrible at stealing. It's Much really like bad. his mother, I think his need for connection can sometimes lead him to making bad decisions or trusting the wrong people. Um, However, okay, yeah, maybe they are bad at stealing in this instance. Yeah. But Emma's been in Storybrooke for probably a couple months now, and time since time has been moving forward. And they've been doing this for two months and have not been caught. And they go to school? What we kind don't of children know, are these? We don't know that they've only been doing it for two months. They could have just been stealing for as long as we can remember. Sure. As long as anyone. Can anyone remember. can remember. There was one point where Regina walks in. Because the, was it Sneezy, I believe? Mm -hmm. catches Sneezy, them. Mr. Clark. Mr. Clark catches them. He realizes he's been set up. Regina looks at the evidence and does a thing that my mother would do, which is, my son doesn't do that. My son doesn't eat candy. When she says my son doesn't shoplift and she looks at him, it felt more or less like he better not be shoplifting or there's going to be a punishment so severe that he's going to wish I didn't find out he was shoplifting. But when he says, when she says my son doesn't eat candy, I was like, false. How could anyone be that oblivious to think that their son doesn't eat candy? To my host parents in Germany, your son ate candy <laughs> all the time and I helped him buy it sometimes. All sorts of crimes are being admitted to on this podcast. <laughs> did they really believe he didn't eat candy? This is a real thing. Okay, well, I take it back. It's not as ridiculous <laughs> that Regina believed Henry didn't eat candy, because apparently real people might believe that. Uh, real people. Real people. Like, my mom that. would have said, my son's not supposed to eat candy. Now, she would have said he doesn't shoplift, but it's also because I wouldn't shoplift, because belts hurt much more than shoplifting would help me, so... It's also ridiculous that no one, quite, like, Regina's just like, my son doesn't eat candy, and she takes him out. 
And, like, Mr. Clark doesn't object. Emma walks in as the sheriff and doesn't even, like, think to investigate that Henry may have stolen this candy. Like, they that just is, let him go. That is pretty out of character for Henry to steal candy, to well, be Well, sure, but how does she yeah. know what the character of these two children that she's never met is? Well, she investigates that, though. She asks. And it's pretty clear that they weren't just stealing candy and why, like... Henry wouldn't be sure. stealing toothpaste. That would sure. be absurd. That would be absurd. Since, you know, he does have toothpaste at home. He does. But I, you might just want that special kind of toothpaste. That his mother clearly can't afford. Yes. Again, I ask, what is the level of power that Regina holds in this town, which she can just basically determine on the spot, my son is not guilty? Yeah, she has too much power. It's too much. This is a monarchy in Storybook, apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, she is a queen. Yeah, well... She probably designed it in such a way, and they wouldn't know to question it because they don't know what the real world is. Okay, all fair <laughs> points. Going back to Hansel and Gretel, let's, let's um, talk about... Do you want to ask me if I like this episode first, Roger? Chelsea, do you like this episode? <laughs> I did, um, although I agree with you. I, I, I think it's actually, it's a good growth episode for Emma. We learn a lot about Emma. I typically don't love the episodes where we're learning about a character that we like won't get to see really again as much. Um, Roger's giving me a look. I'm, I'm not sure what he's I thought you to. loved the Archie episode. We do get to see Archie again, though. Limited, though. Sure. Yeah. I did love that episode. It was good. They, they told a good story with that yeah. episode. Um, but I typically love an episode where I learn more about Snow or Charming or Regina or Mr. Gold. The main cast. Yeah. Um, that's not always true. There's certainly some good one-offs, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I think, I think this was an interesting one and, uh, it made me cry twice, so. We're going to come back to that. <laughs> let's, let's unpack that later. Cause that is shocking to me though. I guess as I think about it, maybe not that shocking. I already mentioned that Hansel and Gretel are terrible thieves. Yep. They all, sh they both have strong flaws though. And I guess they're children, so it's fine. Hansel just has no self-control. Regina just <laughs> told him, like, right before they go into the cottage, she says, don't eat anything. And I think she also tells them that a witch lives there. And he immediately tries to eat something before they even go inside. And then he does it again. Well, he, like, pauses, thinks about it, and goes, like, I'm going to bite into this. If he'd have just been, like, pocketing stuff, I get it. That would have made total sense. They're hungry. You take the stuff. No, this dude has to bite into it in the house. I'm also not really sure. Like, Regina could have thought ahead a little better in this situation. Like, maybe she wouldn't have sent so many children in to die if she just gave them some fucking candy. Like, she could just give them candy and then they wouldn't want more. She wants them to succeed. It's not like she wants them. I mean... I don't think she cares if they die. But she doesn't... Like, she wants the thing that's inside. She cares that they don't die so that they get her what she wants. Yes. <laughs> As we have said many times, Regina thinks about the next step. Mr. Gold absolutely would have prepped them, would have had a game plan, would have fed them, probably enchanted them with some sort of thing that would make them hungry when they go inside. Regina's just like, ah, kids, go do it. It's fine. I've sent, like, 12 other pair of kids in there and they died, but you guys will be fine. He also would have convinced them to steal a thing, like, that it was their idea to steal it and that it was something that they needed, not something that he needed. He would have gotten their father to convince the kids to do it because they made a deal. Yeah. Oh, Regina. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Regina here for a second. I want to talk about... 
when Emma shows up at the pharmacy and Regina's like, what are you doing here? He's my son. And she's like, I'm the, sh- I'm the sheriff. He's I believe my, she actually makes job. a point about like genetics aren't something, something implying that the only reason Henry could have been accused of stealing is because he's a criminal. Oh, like jeez. Yeah, he's, she makes a genetics comment very clearly. No, she does that. make that, but I didn't read it that way. But now that you're saying it, that's absolutely what she meant. Yeah, it is absolutely your criminal intent is not the fault of my son. Or, well, you know. Regina's strengths are thinking 10 steps ahead, not among them, making acerbic comments. <laughs> like, really good. I, hi, hi, Marks. Is she the best at just throwing zingers at other people? Yes. I, I cannot think of anyone else that is that good. I mean, Mr. Gold often makes, like, very veiled comments that, like, you're like, well, oh, that's really smart. Yeah. But it, they're not, like, I mean, he's he, she's just kind of, she's cruel. She, but she's not Cruella. <laughs> no. I would say she throws fireballs, both mm-hmm. figuratively and literally, whereas Gold plants seeds. Mm-hmm. So, he, yeah, he's not as, as mean or acidic with the, the comments that he makes. You wanted to talk more about Regina. Yeah. First off, boy, this was ruthless of her. To kidnap and aban- make those kids abandon. I mean, it's just, that was all sorts of cold-blooded and calculating and a little bit ahead. That was a step ahead to, to put them in a situation in which they were desperate. She identified two desperate souls, we could say. Mm-hmm. The way she executes the witch. Damn. Just throws a fireball through a mirror and burns her alive. And she would have gone gravy. <laughs> another acerbic comment yeah this is regina is savage in this episode she sends children in and and we learn she's done this many times and we see the evidence of it on the floor in, in the witch's cottage in the form of skull and bones it is very clear yeah. what has happened here you're right she sets up a plan she's the one that took their father in the first place and then she tries to convince the children that their father just left and he doesn't love them uh that's my favorite part of this so far, is that she, like, has a conversation with the kids and offers them literally the world. You can live in a castle with me. You will never go hungry. You'll never want for anything. You basically will just be my family. And they, well, the boy actually thinks about it. He actually he does. He does. He thinks about it. He smartly is like, hold on. Well, let's that's make- because he can't think beyond the cupcake that's in front of his face. <laughs> you know... From a business perspective, he wasn't making a terrible choice here. Like, they live in the woods, presumably in a very small shack. He would have been upgrading massively here to live with a queen who has nothing else to do but dote on her while she's not trying to... And send children to their death. Okay, there's some flaws in this plan. I'm just saying, you know. I understand why she thought about it, at the very least. But my favorite part of that whole exchange... And honestly, I thought, was this maybe the first time that she thought about wanting to have her own kids, like a little prequel to Henry? Could be. Right? Because like, you kind of see it. Like, she wants them to join her. It's, I don't think it's a trick. I think she generally wants to have a family and is confused when she later talks to the father. Like, why didn't your kids join me? Why were they more interested in finding their father than living with a random stranger in my beautiful castle? And looks, like, stunned. Like, she's completely shocked at the concept of unconditional love. I mean, yeah, she didn't... I mean, her father loved her, but I don't... I I don't think that she saw love in other ways. Like, her parents didn't love each other. The king did not love her. Like, she didn't have... She doesn't have a lot of role models in this area. I think her father loved her mother. Oh, interesting. I, I don't think Henry hated How Cora. Could, do you love that woman? <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later. Um, Because he doesn't really speak ill of her. 
Like that's from what true. I recall, he, I think he, you know, that that's in fact often probably why he was enabling. Her. I feel like he often said she wanted what she thought was best for you, which is the thing you will trick yourself into believing if you truly care about someone. Yeah. If he hated her, he would just been like, "Nah, this woman's the devil. Let's kill her." Yeah. Um, Regina is also very savage in Storybrooke. <laughs> uh, first of all, she engineered a curse where two small children would be living alone in an abandoned house. That's horrific. Like, she set that up. Just because they refused her offer to live in her castle. They they did a thing. They succeeded at doing the thing that she wanted them to do. She did not keep her deal. Rumple would be very upset. I believe you brought up the concept of high-conflict people. <laughs> the reason that they had to suffer through this curse is their own fault. Because, well, it's, it's two people's fault. It's, it's the kids and somehow Emma's fault. I don't know how it's Emma's fault, but it's probably It's always fault. Emma's fault. But had the kids just not refused her offer, they would be sitting pretty in storybook right now. They'd probably be living with Henry, and they'd all live in the mayor's house together. So it's the kids' fault. Maybe, until they did some small thing to piss her off, and then she uh, murdered them. <laughs> yep, but that'd still be their fault, because they shouldn't have pissed her off. Exactly. And sadly, that is this like the third worst thing she's done so far? I mean, I don't even... The, li- the list so far is I'm bad. I'm not counting. Yeah, this isn't a top one thing, I say that. She also definitely knows exactly where their father is and, like, put him in that position in the curse. Yep. Um, she threatens to separate them just to torture Emma. That's, like, the only reason that she's, like, set up this. She's like, I'm going to send these kids to the foster system and it's going to eat Emma up inside. I think that was part of the reason. I think she also wanted to torture the children because they rejected her and chose to oh stay God, together. That's even worse. <laughs> And then lastly, she's sending them out of town, and she knows that they cannot leave town. So is she just hoping that Emma, Ava, and Nicholas just, like, die in the car on the way out of town? So, and I think this was a tactical mistake by Regina. I think she didn't account for the fact that they're cursed and can't leave. And most likely something bad was going to happen, which would then put them in a situation. Because I did. Did Emma fake the car? Yeah, Emma absolutely faked. Because you car. like hear the thing, like the engine. She's just turning yeah, off she the car. Did the, I, but, I mean, I think she did something to the car. Sure. The next, the last time she tried to leave, she like got in a car crash. She probably would have gotten a car crash again, which means the tow truck driver would have had to come out and rescue them, and we'd have been in the same spot we were already at anyway. That's true. So sending them away was actually the worst move she could have made. If anything, she tried put. Should have found, like, a bad home for them if she wanted to torture them. It's true. I mean, I also think something else that set Regina off in the Enchanted Forest. He says, I will, we, I will always find them. And I'm sure she has heard Snow and Charming say that to each other. At this point, I don't... Oh, yeah, but by the time they're in Storybook, she's heard, we yeah. will always find you. Sets her off. Mm. That's fair. Okay. That's probably I mean, is it fair? I don't think it's fair that Regina is holding this grudge, but, you know. <laughs> well, if there's one thing we know that's consistent about Regina is that she will hold a grudge over the slightest thing ever. It's true. Pettiness is not something she lacks in. It's true. You, you want to move to Emma? Yeah. I'm sure this is a, a fun episode for you because you love Emma. I do love Emma. Did you feel like a lot of this was her getting some therapy out about the issues that she has dealt with as a child? Yes. Um, I mean, she like sees herself in them very clearly when, and I don't, I don't know if you noticed this, but 
she buys them the stuff at the pharmacy that they tried to steal. She didn't just steal it. She didn't show them how to be a better pickpocket. She's like, guys, (laughs) this is how you steal stuff. (laughs) Um, You pull out the badge and say, I'm taking this. Deal with it. But that is, I mean, that's very sweet. She, like, desperately wants to keep them out of the system. So much so that she didn't even call. Like, Mary Margaret just assumed that she had already called. Because that would be the responsible thing to do. Hiding the 12-year-olds is a good idea. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. Um, I also think that move at the end was very emotionally manipulative of Emma. Oh, that's interesting. I don't see... I feel like emotionally manipulative is usually when you force someone to do something that they shouldn't have done. Mm. I think in reality, I don't think it ever was clear that the father didn't want to be their dad. It was more so like he just didn't believe he could do it. And I think the like image of seeing the kids being shipped, literally shipped away in front of his eyes and separated was enough to be like, okay, well, however bad I think I might be, it's going to be better than whatever they have to go through here. So I think he just made him realize the truth, which is different than like, if, if she had been, oh, I'm going to give them to Regina, he's probably like, well, yeah, you're going to live with the mayor. That's a much better life than I'm ever going to be able to give you. Yeah. But going to Boston and being separated is worse. So I think he needed to see that before he would step up. Well, in both of her speeches to him, those are the times when I cried. The You have two twins that have been homeless since their mother passed away. Like, that is rough. And he just, like, dismisses it. He's like, they're not mine. That's not, that's not a thing. I mean... It does seem strange that you had never, in a town yeah, like Storybrooke... that is very strange. ...that you never heard about these twins. I guess if you just hooked up with a woman one night and then you never spoke again, which seems odd in a town that knows everybody's business, I'm sure, that you just magically would have never heard of this again. It's also nuts that he says that they met while they were camping. So they, like, live in this tiny town and have never seen each other, but they find each other in the enormous woods that surround the town, and they only see each other one time in their whole life. Yeah, so they had a city council meeting in the woods, uh-huh. and then she went right to the hospital that we know is at right by the woods, had the babies, he went back to work, and they never crossed paths. I see. Yeah, that's, I, that's... I guess we're also not sure, like, she... We don't know when she dies, either. Yeah. Well, because she actually, she wasn't, she wasn't ever in Storybrooke. She was already dead. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. okay. So that kind of so makes sense. It's a fake memory. He literally has no idea who this woman is because this woman doesn't exist. Yeah. It's a fake memory. No, that, yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense then. Like, I don't remember this woman. I don't remember being told. His reaction is probably how most men would react being told you have twins. You're like, no, I, I, I would know if I had twins, wouldn't I? Someone would have told me. Kind of like when David finds out he has a wife that no one's told him of. And he's like, then why didn't anyone tell me I had a wife? Where the hell's my wife been this entire time? It's not completely unrealistic to think this doesn't make sense. It's true. Um... I don't have my kid because I don't have a choice. That was a that was a big one, and I think that was a big statement for Emma to make. Um, yeah, because I don't I don't know that we've ever heard her say out loud before that she wants Henry like to to have him. Like I know she wants to be in his life, but I don't know that we've ever heard her say before that like she wants to be his mother and have him live with her. I don't even know that that's actually what she wants with the statement. I think it's more so. She was saying that, like, I don't have my kid right now and wasn't there for him because I had to give him his best chance. Yeah. Well, and then that's, I mean, the real kicker. I gave up Henry because I wanted to give him his best shot. But when I when I saw he didn't have it, I couldn't leave. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Which did, I, I, did I bring you to tears? No, no. But <laughs> there was a little bit of like, okay, that, that, that one... 
that's a good one. And I think ultimately that's what the father sees, right? Like when he realizes their best chance is not in Boston, he decides to step up, which is fair. Okay. Those are all the good things about Emma in this episode. The lies to Henry. And she had a chance to fix it and she still didn't. I think she was in too deep at that point. I think she saw the look on his face when he believed that his dad had died a hero and didn't want to be the one to say, in fact, actually your dad was not the hero that I told you he was. Well, can we just talk about how fucking thoughtful Henry was? Like, his mom told him this story about how his dad liked pumpkin pie, and then he went and bought pumpkin pie in not fall time, presumably. Where? Where does a, where does a 10-year-old buy pumpkin pie? I don't know. I feel like in Maine it's always fall. Sure, sure. Granny made him a special pumpkin pie. And he, like, brings it to her, and it's just so sweet. And she doesn't tell him the truth again. Here's what I took away from that. I refuse to believe that when this kid gets older, he ever had woman tr- troubles. Ever. <laughs> ever. If you would have told me this guy was Casanova, I would believe it before you told me he struggles to have a girlfriend. He's thoughtful. He's confident. When no one else believes in the man sticks to his guns. And he's just a good, he's a good kid. He's sweet. No, I, I don't buy it. That, that's the most ridiculous thing in this entire series for him struggling to keep a girlfriend. That's ridiculous. Because he's so nice. Maybe that's why. He's too nice. He needs to be more of a bad boy and dress in leather and cut off his hand. Then all the ladies will love him. Spoilers. Um, yeah, that was not a good move, Emma. And I, what I don't get is why. Why did she feel the need to lie to him about that? You could have omitted the truth without the lie. You could have just said, we had a, you know, we were together for a little bit and I lost touch with him and I never saw him again. I don't know what happened to him. And that would, he would have, Henry's heard much worse things than that. Okay, so couple things. Not defending Emma's lie. I think it's bad. It's not even a good lie either. But he wait, died in a fire. Come I mean, she on. made him out to be a hero. It was just so ridiculous. Saccharin, yeah. Yeah. Um, good word. I think the problem with the story that you just concocted, like, I never saw him again. She knows, because she has been doing this forever, that Henry would never stop looking for him. And she does not want to find him. I'm not, I like, again, not defending it, but, like, she, we don't know this yet, but she was emotionally destroyed by Henry's father and really can't process those emotions, as with all emotions that Emma has. Uh, and or I, emote them. And I think she knows that if she told Henry that he had a father somewhere out there, he would use findyourdaddy.com and get on a bus. And go find him. So, or who, who's who's your daddy? Who's your daddy.com. <laughs> Just to be clear, the woman whose eternal purpose in life is to find her own parents and figure out where she came from, is going to deny her son yeah, the ability. I mean, that's Regina levels of fucked up. It's bullshit. That's that's wrong. Like, cool. You don't want to see Neil. I get that. That's fine. You doing that to Henry screwed up. That's it's really screwed that's up. wrong. It's really strange. And it was unnecessary. Like, you know what? He would have done that probably at some point. She also does another thing that I don't approve of, which is she makes a promise to uh, the chil- Ava, Ava and Nicholas twice that she can't keep. She promises them that they will not be separated and that they will not have to go into the foster system. She does keep it, technically. She gets technically, lucky. Technically, she got very lucky. <laughs> what are the odds that um, their father still lived in Storybrooke? Like, what are the odds? Considering this town, pretty good. Gotta be honest, since no one ever leaves the town. 
Well, and thank goodness Mr. Gold just decided to help her. Mm, yeah. Uh, let's get to Gold in a second. I want to talk about Henry a little bit more. He's questioning the logistics of town in this episode. Like, he's like, no one really ever comes and goes, and everything seems to... It's like he has figured out, and why are none of the adults like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, that doesn't make sense. All other towns have visitors and guests and normal traffic. Where does the food come from? We've talked about it before, and Emma's like, oh, this just always been this way, as long as we can remember. Well, and Emma... Emma reacts exactly the same way Henry does when the stranger comes into town on a motorcycle. Like, he's like, no one comes. And she's like, no one comes. What is this man doing here? <laughs> like, who are you? What is your name? You're staying? Yeah. This, is, <laughs> this has only happened one time before, when she showed up. Yeah. But, again, why isn't that more of a thing that Emma goes, we should dig into that more. Why are there no strangers? Are you just in the most remote part of Maine ever and no one can find you? I mean, Maine is a, is a pretty remote place, but... Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, there should be some strangers here. Yeah, there should be. Also, Henry's guilt trip that he pulls in this one was pretty strong. His guilt trip? Yeah, he, he lays a guilt trip on Emma. I can't remember exactly. I remember writing it down and I saw it. There was something he says where he guilts her into doing something he wants in the episode. I think it's like a... Or he... He says, tell me more about my father. Oh, yeah. That's when he lays the guilt trip about trying to explain, like, I told you about your parents, uh -huh. and therefore you need, like, you should tell me more about mine, and that's when she lies to him, which is wrong, but it was, now that was emotionally manipulative. It's interesting. I do not think that Henry, he seemed very earnest he to was. me in that. I mean, when he says, and now you live with your mother, like, so cute, dude. <laughs> Delu delusional, not delusional. But Sounds cute. delusional, but end up being right. <laughs> because reasons. Really cute. Okay, let's talk about Gold real quick. He's okay. not in this episode very no, much. He's not. But he does reveal something important. He knows the name of the father because of a blank card, which means he recalls it from his memory. Well, and it can't be his memory because he didn't tell her his uh, Enchanted Forest name. He told her his real, his storybook name. Well, she didn't need his enchanted for his name. Well, I know, but he's, he's not, like, remembering. He must have found this guy. Or he's just known. I think this is the point where I started to believe Gold is a witch. He just, like, figured out everybody, who it, everybody was. And my, a guy who owns all the buildings in town would know where everyone is. I mean, he <laughs> literally owns the entire town, according to the story. And he's this, a, yeah. yeah, I mean, this was just like, and he didn't actually need to help. This didn't really gain him anything. Other than helping, what uh, getting forgiveness from Emma, I think that's the only thing he asked for. And she says, "I'll give you tolerance," which mm -hmm. is progress. Progress. So he he either has a great uh, information system, which I don't think this guy has, like the internet, for example. He pulls out like a box of cards, and it's blank. And it's blank. Well, that is blank. <laughs> yeah. There's probably information yes, in there I'm somewhere. Sure. But yeah, it, it it's becoming more and more apparent that gold is not as cursed, if not cursed at all. And that would just make him and Regina and Emma the only people who are not. And then, of course, the mysterious stranger, which we'll get to later. Right. Um, I also want to talk about Gretel for a second. She's, like, awesome. I mean, her brother is useless. She's pretty awesome. She takes out a guard with, like, some sort of, like, throwing situation. Oh, the compass. The, yeah. The yo-yo, <laughs> um, basically. Yep. Uh, she figures out how to escape the witch. 
and her brother fucks it up again. Like, like, like she's like, okay, I'm going to throw you the key and then you're going to get out and you're going to grab the thing and you're going to get out. And then he like trips on the stairs like a dummy. Not good. And I, I mean, as I'm sure it was stupid because it made Regina mad, but she, she stood up to her and that's, she wasn't scared of Regina. She probably should have been, but. Okay. Hansel is a dumb, weak boy who will become a dumb, weak man at some point. <laughs> Gretel is foolish. I get the um, bravery of standing up to the evil witch. You are a child with no power, no income, and no way to defend yourself who is dependent on this woman to help you find your lost father. This isn't the time to buck up. True. Uh, she also savagely murders the blind witch. No, she didn't. She didn't murder him. Well, she trapped she- her. She wasn't getting out of that. For some reason, she couldn't use her magic inside of this oven. Maybe she specially designed the oven that way so that she can eat magical people. Okay, sure. <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't open to her own magic. Sure. sure. <laughs> this is a dumb witch, just to be clear. There were a lot of things on this that just made... I had issues with. She's great, though. I love her lines. She's, like, so ham. It's amazing. She's so creepy, too. The, like, gravy or butter. Like, she just keeps repeating it over and over again. And then she, like, grabs his arm and she's, like, nice and tender. A succulent roast you'll make. I'll be honest. If this wasn't very clear that she was eating them, I'd be real concerned about what this episode was alluding towards. Oh, yikes. Because it's only because you know she wants to roast them that it doesn't sound like, whoa, lady. Calm down. There's a 10-year-old boy here. Very creepy. She's super creepy. At first, she kind of looked like Maleficent to me. Like, when she's just sitting down with the eyes Mm. closed. And I was like... She's not in this episode, I thought. And then, obviously, we turn out she's not. We run into her, I believe, one more time in the series. Yeah, she has a recurring role in season six. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But later, season five or season six? Five. Five. Sorry. Five. But yeah, uh, Regina and her, I don't know what the back, I don't think they explained the backstory between the two. It's just something that she wanted that Regina wanted from the Blind Witch. Oh, no. she The, the Blind Witch took that from Regina, I think. Oh. Actually, maybe she didn't. I assumed that she had it and Regina wanted it from her and then thus she put the spell over to stop Regina from stealing it. Hmm. I mean, I also think the blind witch has a spell on her house that only allows children in because she only wants to eat children. She does that. She, she's actually, this is kind of nuts. She built a house that is just like full of temptations for children and then like sets a spell so nobody else can get in and then she just like lures children into her home so she can eat them. Or maybe she stole something from Regina so that Regina would keep sending children in to steal it. I feel like we need to call Chris Hansen because How to Catch a Predator needs to investigate the blind witch. (laughs) She is luring children in with, what is it, a house literally made of nothing but temptation? Yeah. Yeah. Gingerbread. Yep. Everywhere. Pretty bad. But we do get to see the apple for the first time. We do see the apple. It's not explained what it is past a weapon, though. True, but I mean, you know, from, you know from the, the story, we yeah. assume that it is what is going to put Snow White to sleep. And we know that Snow White was asleep when we first met her. That's true. So yeah, that would be the fruit of the poisonous tree there. <clears throat> Anything else? There's only one last thing that I want to talk about. And that's, of course, our mystery man at the end. Um, yeah, let's talk about the mystery man at the end. So obviously, we've both seen this before. When I first saw him, I had no idea who he was. Not a clue. I don't think they give you any information about who this man is. The only thing that you know is, A, very weird that this, like, 
handsome, mysterious man shows up conveniently a couple episodes after the last handsome, youngest man just happened to have a heart attack. Gotta have a handsome man for Emma to look at. Do we? And he's so stubbly. Is this, he's, he's very mysterious. Is this how, like, women feel watching typical shows and it's just always a random, hot, attractive blonde for no apparent reason other than to be just eye candy for the men? Is that is that how this is? Okay, I know you don't like Emma, but that's going a little far. She's not just eye candy. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about in other shows. Okay. Like, when you have, like, just a random, attractive secretary who literally says, like, two words but has, like, the most revealing cleavage known to man. Not sure. Emma. No, sure. she actually has a plot. And actually, we will learn that this stranger is actually kind of interesting. I think, yeah, we do learn that he's kind of interesting. I believe he has some interesting interactions with more than just the people you'd expect him to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're going to learn about him. That is in my looking forward to in the future. I want to know who this stranger is. He wouldn't even tell Emma his name. I mean, you don't, you don't talk to the police unless you have to. He didn't know she was the police. She's standing by the sheriff's oh, car. Oh, I guess they were Wearing a badge. <laughs> Okay, okay, fair. I don't know how much more clear she can be. Now, why the random kid is out at night? Again, why is this kid allowed to just do what he wants? Wouldn't Regina want to He, like, went out to get pie in the middle of the night and then, like, finds Emma on the street? Like, how did he even know she was there? Was he just wandering the streets? Regina seems to always find where people are on the street, too. Maybe there's only, like, one street. I believe that they at one point say that there's only one stoplight in Storybrooke and, like, we see it on on that road. So maybe there's not more roads. So is the town just one big Main Street? Maybe. I mean, there's surely... like they turn, Mr. though. Mr. Gold doesn't live on Main Street. No. But he is at the edge of town. Because when David gets lost, he wanders into... Um, no, that's his shop. Yeah, he wanders into... Oh, but he doesn't live there. That's yeah. True. Do, we, do we see Gold's house? We will, very soon. We have not seen it yet, though. No, we have not seen it yet. Okay. What was your favorite moment from this episode? I think... My favorite moment was Regina killing the witch. <laughs> she would have gone gravy. It was just so brutal. It's pretty. I mean, her fireball that she shoots at Emma, the the more um, figurative one, is pretty good. But I think just watching her kill the witch, kind of just as a final fuck you, was like, all right, that's that's the evil queen I know. Yeah. I think that's my favorite moment in this one. Um, mine is snow smelling Emma's blanket. Oh my goodness. I knew that you were going to make that face when I said that. It's, that, like, for a moment, she, like, feels, I mean, smell is supposed to be your strongest memory. For the listeners that don't know, I have absolutely no sense of smell, so maybe that's why I can't remember stuff. Who knows? If we unlock your sense of smell, maybe your cursed memories will go away. Maybe they will. (laughs) Maybe they will. Roger has become delusional and thinks that he's part of the show. Uh, I just, and then she gets that look on her face like, oh my god, I'm being so ridiculous. And she like throws the blanket into the box. But I just think it's kind of sweet. Did you feel like they were kind of alluding towards maybe what happened with David and the windmill being with like, oh, you're touching something from the Enchanted, because this is from the Enchanted Forest. Yeah. And this would be the last thing that she had given Emma. So it is possible it could have woken her up. I actually thought that was a missed opportunity not to kind of like give her a little flash and be like, oh, huh, that was weird. Yeah. I, I mean, that's. I, I've wondered since Graham woke up when he kissed Emma, if, I mean, Mary Margaret is around Emma constantly. Like, is something going to happen? Like, is she going to wake up? Not today, but she did touch that blanket. Yeah, no, I agree with that one. Ridiculous moment. Uh, I think mine is Hansel eating that fucking cupcake after three goddamn reminders. He's a weak boy. He can't help himself. All of the boys and men in this show are basically just weak unless they're David. 
What about you? Regina being unaware of the concept of family is fascinating to me because she had a family. She has a father. She, like, no, she loved before we know this. Like, why is she just so shocked that the kids would love their dad and not want to just leave him out in the middle of nowhere? If she had offered to marry the father and then they'd all live happily ever after, okay, totally get it. You offered the kids the right to move in the castle and the dad was just, eh, screw him. Like, I, I don't, and then she's, like, talking to the dad and is completely shocked and, like, why wouldn't they choose me over you? It was almost like she was conducting an experiment. Yeah. Like, what is family? What is love? Mm. Maybe actually that's what it was. She doesn't truly understand the concept of love, which sounds absurd. It does. Who's your loser of the episode? I, you know, strangely enough, I didn't really have a loser um, because... I feel like kind of everyone got what they wanted. I, I, like, I literally have to say not applicable on this one. Huh. I don't know that anyone I looked and said they lost the episode. All of them got things that they were looking for. Well, somebody didn't, and that person is Regina. What didn't she get? Well, in the Enchanted Forest, she did get the apple, which yeah. was a win. Her, her plan was finally successful after sending many, many children to their death. Many, many children. Many, many children. Pile of bones on the floor. Uh, but she... Wanted a family, and they said no. Sure. And then she, like, spited herself again and sent them into the infinite forest. And in Storybrooke, she wanted something terrible to happen, and she did not want those children to find their father, and she did not want Emma to win. And she lost. That happened. Okay, I guess the way I interpret it is that she forced Emma to confront some things that she didn't want to. And I think that's the win for Regina. Ultimately, like sure you did ultimately save the day, but you had to relive a lot of past trauma. Like this was not an episode that I think Emma came out happier, but I don't think that that's a thing that Regina actually wants because it only leads to her feeling closer to Henry. Again, Regina thinks one step ahead. I, but I will say, sure. I did write in my notes, Regina, question mark. So I clearly did not feel very strongly yeah. about this loser of this episode. Yeah, she would probably be the one that I would say the most. Actually, no, I take it back. I know who lost this episode. The Blind Witch. Oh, yeah. The That's Blind Witch definitely loss. lost. Yep, nothing yep. good happened to her. She got cooked in her own yeah. oven by kids She, she and was witch. really excited about, about that dinner and she never got it. Yeah, no, okay, I take that back. Blind Witch, clear loser this episode. Who's your winner? I think Hansel and Gretel won this episode. Oh. They got their dad back. I they mean, did. you literally were abandoned and homeless or living in somebody else's house. We don't know how long they've been there. And at the end, your father came and got you. And instead of you, I mean, they were on the verge of a big loss and instead got to be a family with their dad. Like, I, I don't know how you're going to get a bigger win than that. That's sweet. I put Emma. She, she's, sure. she made this situation occur and she faced some deep truths about herself. Uh, she also lied to her son, so That's not cool. Kind of lied, didn't have hers. But there were no bad consequences. She got pie, so that was the, that was she lied and she got pie. So that was the consequence of the lie in this episode. I think the but she does talk to Mary Margaret about how she feels bad about lying That's to true. Henry. That's true. Which is why I think there was a consequence because up until this point she hadn't lied to Henry. This is the first time that she's betrayed his trust like this, mm. and she's starting. Not that I would say she's anything close to what Regina is. But that's what Regina has been doing to him the entire time. And now she, for no reason, decided to lie to him. What are you most looking forward to next week? We are going to watch 7.15 a.m. It is a Mary Margaret and David-focused episode. That 
I want more. Because we got no David in this episode once again. Yeah, no David at all. Yeah. Which is fine. It actually makes sense, right? Right now, he should be in the background working his issues with Catherine. Mm-hmm. So, I'm very looking forward to getting back to the charming and snow David and Mary Margaret relationship. And also, I kind of want to see more about this mysterious stranger. Oh, same. Who's the stranger? I must yeah. know. I must know. I also think the other thing I'm looking forward to is Golda starting to reveal more and more that he knows something. I don't know what he knows at this point, but I know he knows something more than everybody else in town. What was he doing in the woods? I still have that question. Oh, yeah, and we got to know what he was doing in the woods. And Roger, as I said, you're not going to find out until season two. Well, I'm going to be asking this question every time. (laughs) And honestly, Henry, I think I'm curious to see what's going to happen when Henry finds out Emma lied to him. Yeah. Because that's a big deal when Emma, like, Regina lies to him all the time. He's used to that. Emma lying to him is new. And he's going to be no waiting reason. for that for even longer. <laughs> but it will happen. There will be payoff. You will find out what happens. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week. And we hope you'll join us next week when we talk about 7.15 a.m. See you next week.